0: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of It's Crime Time. On today's episode, I will be discussing the case of the Chen family murders in New York in 2014, as well as two other cases. One was thought to be related and is unsolved, and the other was thought to be related but has since been solved. All right, everyone, It's Crime Time. There isn't a whole lot of information out there about the Chen family and their killings due to the fact that they were immigrants so it's hard to find information about their past and with the case being unsolved police have not released a lot of information just due to the fact that if someone comes forward and said they did it or if they finally capture somebody in relation to the crimes that this person will hopefully have information that you you know the public doesn't know and the police will be able to know if you know they're telling the truth or they were involved. Jin Chen, or Chen Jinfeng, and his wife, Hai Yan Li, moved to the United States from Hozhou, Fujian Province, off the southeastern shore of mainland China, in around 2002. They settled in a place called Gilderland, Albany, New York, and lived in a bungalow. Jin's relatives had a successful restaurant called the King's Walk, where Jin was given a job upon arriving in the United States. Two years after Jin and Li moved to New York, they began a family. Their son Anthony was born in 2004 and then their son Edward, or Eddie, was born in 2007. Neighbors say they would all see the boys outside riding their bikes and playing, and they were just very active, happy children. They attended Gilderland Elementary School. On Thursday, October 8th, 2014, Jin did not show up for work at the restaurant and did not call to say he wasn't coming in. This was very unlike Jin, so his coworkers became concerned and they contacted a relative of Jin's. After work, a coworker and a relative went to Jin's home to check on him and his family. They discovered all members of the family had been murdered, so they alerted the police right away. Police entered the home and found Jin and his wife dead on the first floor and 10-year-old Anthony and 7-year-old Eddie on the second floor. The odd thing about their bodies was that all family members were covered with blankets except for Jin. So this seemed like a targeted killing and was the first quadruple homicide in Albany, New York. Albany is the capital of New York and it's pretty large. so. This was surprising, but Gilderland was a small suburb and it was relatively quiet. So this, this was very surprising. Gilderland was, um, as I said, small. So it was a relatively small police department that they had. And they had to request help from the NYPD. The NYPD detectives checked the scene the next morning. Some evidence was collected, including DNA and Lian Jin's phones. The killings were featured in a lot of media very quickly, including some Chinese media outlets. The investigation took an extensive amount of time and work due to cultural and language barriers. The Chinese community in Albany became fearful that maybe someone was targeting Chinese Americans and this was maybe a hate crime. And they didn't really communicate or cooperate all that well with police for a few reasons. Um, Besides of course the fear and the language barriers was that a lot of illegal immigrants were present in this neighborhood. And they were afraid they were going to be reprimanded or deported by the police. So they had kind of fear about coming forward. Police then decided to look for surveillance cameras around the neighborhood, but they came to a dead end and they could not locate any. Some evidence came out from the coroner, pinpointing the deaths of the Chen family as being between 3.30 a.m. and 6.30 a.m. They were killed with a hammer and a knife, but information about who was beaten or who was stabbed and who had which injuries was not released. This is due to what I mentioned earlier that any suspects being interviewed would mention specific injuries or what family member had which injuries and the police would know they were telling the truth by um these facts because they would know what family members were killed in which ways and so that was not released to the public for that reason a month after the murders in november of 2014 funeral services were finally held for the family members it took so long to hold a funeral due to the investigation and of course family members needing to come from china The Chen family were buried in Chinatown, Queens, New York, in the All-Faiths Cemetery. The family announced a $5,000 reward for anyone who came forward with information leading to an arrest, and police publicly promised not to reprimand or deport any immigrants that came forward in an attempt to gain more cooperation from the community. Earlier, I mentioned that Jin and Lee's phones were collected from the crime scene, but they still had been able to gather the data from the phones due to Apple being relatively uncooperative. Apple has certain policies in place to protect the data and privacy of their customers, so this made it difficult for police to collect data even if the phone account holders had been deceased. Police also had a difficult time finding a Chinese translator for interviews due to the differing Chinese dialects being present in this area. Police had about 600 to 700 leads, which was said by Captain Scott Coburn, Quote, for a crime this magnitude, it's kind of a low number, end quote. And some of them took the police down certain routes that were rather dark. For instance, Jen had possibly been involved with the Chinese mafia and therefore would have been involved with the Chinese American mafia. This lead has also led them down the human trafficking ring rabbit hole and not only for sex working, but for trafficking illegal workers to various restaurants to work in the United States. This was something that frequently happened with the Chinese Mafia. They would send Chinese immigrants over to the United States, sometimes against their will, to work at various locations in the US and restaurants, or even sex work. It costed about $50,000 to $70,000 per trip for the Mafia to take immigrants to the US, and these people would then have to work to pay back the Mafia, and they made very little money So it would have taken a very long time to pay the Mafia back. And oftentimes, well, you know what happens when you owe the Mafia and you're not paying up. Jin may have been involved with the Mafia's gambling and money laundering and their human trafficking because 18 cots were found in the Chen's basement, as well as a large transport van that was believed to have been transporting illegal immigrants to other cities in the United States once they arrived here from China to get them work or things of that nature. Some claimed that there was a high stakes poker game played at Jen's home the Wednesday night before the murders and that Jen had won a lot of money at this poker game which then attracted the attention of those playing the poker game that lost money to him and they wanted the money back so they returned to the home in the early morning hours of Thursday to reclaim their money but this was denied by Jin's family members. They say there was a poker game that night, but it wasn't high stakes. There wasn't a lot of money involved. It was just kind of a fun thing. And of course, Jin didn't win any large sum of money. So no one would, you know, have the need to come back and kill him anyway for this. So they have definitely denied that there was a poker game that was high stakes. Eventually, Apple did release the phone information to the police who have obviously not released what was on the phones, and the FBI provided a Chinese translator for interviews. But to this day, the case still remains unsolved. There are a few other cases that police believed could be tied to this, only because of the nature of the crimes in terms of entire families being killed. The first case is the murders of Chinese family in 2011 in d'iberville mississippi on october 5th 2011 40 year old chen rong or rong chen as some people pronounce it and his 40 year old wife Mai gong Li, as well as my 53 year old sister Mai jing Li, were all stabbed in their home on seymour avenue the couple owned a restaurant called chinese happiness the family had four children and one of the daughters nina lee who i found to be 10 years old at the time found the bodies of her mother, father, and aunt. She was usually accompanied home by her siblings after school, but her brother had basketball practice that day and her sister's bus was running late, so she was just dropped off at her parents' restaurant alone, which was closed at the time, so she decided to walk home. Quote, I went into the house and went into my mom's room and I saw my aunt on the floor. I ran out and went to the nearest car repair shop and asked someone to call the police. End quote, and that was by um, Nina Lee. All four children, Nina, Anna, Carlos, and Joseph had no other family members in the area. So Nina Lee's first grade teacher, Allison Brashear, and her husband, Dean Brashear, who was a pastor in that town, adopted them. Quote, we knew from day one we wanted to adopt them. End quote, said Dean Brashear. The four additions made seven children for the Brashear family and the adoptions were completed in two years. Nina Lee Brashear graduated second of her high school class with salutatorian honors. She spoke at her graduation about overcoming trauma and that the loss of her parents was a very dark time, telling her classmates, there's always hope, always a new day. Even though your trials may not be the same as mine, there are difficulties for you as well. Bad things happen to all people, but I believe that triumph and victory and being able to overcome is in the grasp of all of us." End quote. Nina credits Faith with helping her persevere and had set goals to achieve academic excellence. This investigation has spread to locations such as Atlanta, Georgia, New York and China, where a person of interest has been said to be residing. The FBI has been working with Chinese authorities to track this person down. This man was held on immigration charges in the United States, but then he was actually released and deported back over to China. So police are still looking for him in China. Captain Terry Hines says, quote, it's very frustrating. You want to find closure for the children in the community and to make whoever did this horrendous crime pay for what they did. Any leads we can get from the community could be the piece of information that makes that puzzle go together and help us solve this crime. End quote. The FBI released information pertaining to a car that was probably light gray with two doors and had been parked behind the family's car with its hood raised on the morning of the murders. Anyone with information is asked to call the FBI or the Iberville Police Department at 228-396-4252. As of right now, this case remains unsolved. Another case that for a while they thought may be related to the case of the Chens in New York is the murder of four Chinese family members in Harris County, Texas on January 30th, 2014. Mao Ye's son, who was 50, and his wife Mai Xie, 49, and their sons Timothy, 9, and Titus, 7, were found shot to death in their Houston home execution style. The Houston Chinese Alliance and Crime Solvers opted. a $75,000 reward in 2015 Sheriff Adrian Garcia said at a news conference of the case quote I want you to remember that you killed two children I want that to burn in your brain I want it to give you a heart condition I want it to give you ulcers end quote so the sheriff was essentially talking to the killer in hopes that they would maybe feel some remorse and come forward in september of 2022 feng lu was taken into custody after landing in san francisco on a flight from china he had long been a suspect in the killings but there wasn't enough evidence to arrest him at the time then in january of 2002 forensic sorry 2022 forensic testing was completed on samples that previously were unable to be identified and lu's dna was found on a purse that belonged to xie lu had previously made statements saying that he did not know xie or the children and had no idea where the family lived. The motive officially was not listed at this time, but previously, Liu attempted to get Maoye's help with a promotion at work, and he believed that Maoye instead made derogatory statements about him to fellow co-workers, which may be the reason he did not get the promotion. He had called Maoye to ask if he provided the recommendation for his promotion, as he had heard that Maoye did not. Mao Ye did tell Lou over the phone that he did not recommend him for a promotion, and Lou believed he was then being treated differently by coworkers the next day. So, this sparked him to believe that Mao had been saying negative things about him to his coworkers. As of right now, the case of the Chens in 2014 and the case in Iberville, Mississippi from 2011 remain unsolved. And of course, this third and final case was finally solved, and the killer was Feng Lu, and he was taken into custody. Finally. So I'm sure that there are many other cases out here that are probably related to the Chen case because, you know, this sort of mafia thing happens all the time, and maybe something angered the mafia, or the men of the family, of course, did something that, you know, made the mafia mad, and they had to take their entire families out. Um, this is something that happens a lot, but of course the 18 cots in the basement, it's pretty interesting in the transport van. Now, obviously in no way, shape or form am I saying that Chen, the Chen family deserved it or that Jin Chen deserved any of this? Of course not, whether he was involved in, you know, the mafia or not, but yes. So they both remain still unsolved to this day. I want to apologize for my short episode, but these are kind of cases I just wanted to talk about. All right, everyone, if you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing on Spotify because that's the platform that I have been using the most to host my podcast. I still host on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon, and things of that nature. But if you could leave a rating and review on whatever platform you get your podcast and subscribe, that would be great. Thank you, and until next time.